Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Now, it seems as though the Federal Reserve just told us that there's going to be an economic downturn, correction, crash, something like that. And even in the housing market, there's going to be something that is going to happen really, really soon. Now, this Federal Reserve announcement is really, really crazy. Now, if you don't know what the Federal Reserve actually is, it's nothing to do with our federal government. It's literally not an organization of the government. It is a bunch of banks. They call it the central bank, but it's a bunch of banks that get together that create policy. They basically dictate what the interest rates are. Now, the reason why we know this and what they say, they don't, they're not going to come right out. The Federal Reserve is not going to come right out and say, there's a crash. Everybody be careful. Everybody like the sky's falling. They're not going to do that. They're going to do something a little more different and they're going to use sneaky language, not sneaky, just different terminology that normal people like us, like your next door neighbors wouldn't use like support and things like that. They'll use that word support as something as we would not normally realize that that's what they mean. So what I want to do is I want to walk you through what they said, as well as what that's going to mean for us as investors and just every normal everyday people. We want to make sure that we're ready for when there is a correction. Now, hey guys, my name is Dustin Heiner with Master Passive Income, and I want to show you how to quit your job, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate rental property so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, what the Federal Reserve did back in January to February-ish, they lowered the interest rates down to zero from, I mean, it's been as high as like, you know, 5, 10, 18, all the way up to 18%. Now, these interest rates are not the interest rates that you would have when you go get a mortgage. That They don't dictate that. What they do dictate, though, is what interest that a bank can charge another bank to borrow money from this bank and then back and forth. That's the interest rate. Now, what they said is they're going to keep it at zero for three years. Can you believe that? And they've never done this. And you'll see in the further on this video, you'll see what's been going on and wait to the very end because I'm going to give you some keys on what they're actually trying to do. This is really, really interesting information. Now, this is absolutely boring. For most people, this is like, oh my, I'm just, just kill me right now. I don't want to listen to this. I'm going to try to make this as quick and as somewhat fun as possible. But what I want you to do is realize that this is going to affect us. This is going to affect us really heavily in the coming economic crash or the coming economic correction that's going to happen. But let's jump in this because there's an article that we need to check out. Now, this is a New York Times article that we're going to be looking at talking about the Fed Federal Reserve. Remember, it's a conglomeration or a bunch of banks got together to dictate how everything goes in, the, in America. Low rates for years and up until inflation picks up. That's what they want. Their main goal is for inflation. They don't want deflation. The biggest reason why is because when they have inflation, here's, here's the Federal Reserve guy. So when they have inflation, prices go up, rates go up for, um, you know, your actual wage, your pay goes up, and then more money in the system. They always want inflation. In fact, they do not want deflation. Now, there's a whole lot we could talk about the Federal Reserve, which probably is a whole nother video. But if you go down the, I guess, if you take the red pill and you go down the rabbit hole of learning about the Federal Reserve, it's literally has nothing to do with the federal government. We as um, just regular citizens, we can pick the president, we can pick the Congress, we can, you know, we could pick all these people, but 
the Federal Reserve, we cannot pick. It's actually dictated to us and they are not accountable to us. So go ahead and do your own research if you want to learn more. Now, let's move on to what this article actually says. So the Federal Reserve officials, and this is a New York Times article, you can absolutely look it up yourself, but the Federal Reserve officials expect to leave interest rates near zero for years through at least 2023. Now that is at least 2023. It could go for, further and further. And the reason why they're trying to do this is to coax the economy back to full strength after the pandemic-induced recession. Because the economy was kicking. It was roaring back in February, January, February. And then all of a sudden, everything got locked down. So now we are in somewhat of a recession. But things are picking back up a little by little. The Fed, in a significant update, that's huge. This word is huge. Significant. And you'll see a little bit further that they've never done this before. Years of policy. They usually say, you know, if next six months, we'll do this. But now they're saying... For three years, we're going to do this. So in a significant update to its official policy statement, also reinforce its August pledge to tolerate slightly higher price gains. What that means is higher inflation. So what you're going to be paying for bread is going to be more expensive. What you're going to be paying for milk is more expensive. They're okay with that. They want that. That's what they want. Don't get me wrong. Um, you have to do your own research to figure out if you're for this or against it. But um, this is what they want to offset offset periods of weak inflation. They want inflation. They do not want deflation. Underscoring that its chairman, uh, Mr. Powell, and his colleagues plan to be extraordinarily patient as they try to cushion the economy for months and years ahead. The Fed's moves are in response to two major challenges. So two challenges that they are seeing right now. Coronavirus pandemic continues to threaten the economy and leaving millions out of work. And central bank policy will be key to restoring growth and a stronger labor market. So what they want is the problem centers of inflation and interest rates. They, they want to make sure that there's more people working, which is a great thing, absolutely great thing. And they think, because this is the only thing they control, is what they, well, they control a lot of things, but this is one of the things they control is keeping interest rates low. Remember, it's not your mortgage. Like if you go out and buy a house, get an investment property, anything like that, this is not dictating what you get. It's just borrowing between bank and bank. Now, if you want to learn how to invest in real estate, I love teaching how to do that. Get my free course. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It's also in the description below. So make sure you go and get that because that is something that I love giving out to everybody because it shows them that it's absolutely possible to change their life investing in real estate rental properties. Now, let's move on. Officials are hoping that the extended policy of very cheap money will full, full, uh, fuel demands and lift prices. They want prices to go high. Now, me personally, I don't want prices to go high, but that's just me. Now, in a statement on Wednesday, a policy setting federal open markets committee said expected to hold rates steady near zero until the job market reaches what it sees. The Federal Reserve, it is the Federal Reserve, sees as full employment. And here's what they're really shooting for. And inflation has risen to 2% and is on track to moderately exceed 2% for some time. They always want 3%. At least we're always told that interest rates, or sorry, um, inflation is 3% every year. What they're wanting to do is, because it's probably at zero, or maybe even like deflationary, even though we don't see that right now because the pandemic things are running out, they want it back up to 2% inflation. Now here's really key. By scrapping their old practices of raising rates in response to a drop in unemployment, and an expectation that inflations would rise. So they've always expected, like we drop it, it's hot, you know, it's normally high, 
let's say 5%, but let me drop it to help with unemployment. Then we raise it back up. Then we drop it. Then we raise it back up. Then we drop it. Then we raise it back up. That's what they've been doing for since like the 1920s when they were first established. Now it's literally three years, three years, low interest rates. It's, it means this is really what it boils down to. They have no more arrows in their quiver. They might have one or two, but this is their main way to try to stimulate the economy. Now, I personally believe economy and the market, you know, let it run itself. It's going to go up and down on its own. Even if we have deflation and inflation, it'll run on its own. They are trying to manipulate it, good or bad. This is what they're trying to do. Central bankers are committing themselves to clearly this new, anytime the government does anything new, I'm very leery. Even though this is not the government, they are functioning as the government. So I'm very leery of it. And a long period of time costs near zero. Effectively, we're saying rates will remain highly accommodative until the economy is far along in its recovery. This is what they're trying to do. And this is the words that they're using. Strong and powerful. Mr. Powell said at a news conference following the meeting, repeatedly calling the messaging strong and powerful. Now, if you've been looking at politics at any time ever in your life, you'll know that when somebody who is in politics like this tells you what it is, they're trying to convince you of what it is. So what I'm thinking is that they're trying to convince me that it is when in fact it shows so much weakness. It shows that there is a correction or a crash coming and deflation coming. For us, deflation, our money goes further, but at the same time, the economy gets pretty rough. It gets bad. So they're trying to tell us over and over again, this is strong, this is powerful, this is strong, this is powerful. When they're using words like that, they're trying to convince us that it is something that it's not. So or again, you need to watch my video, check out the comment card for how to um, be prepared for the crash and what's going to happen to crash. I got all those videos for you as well. Now let's move on. Now there's remember at the end of this video, I have so there's so many really interesting things you must check out. So the change was important enough to prove Prove contentious. Here's a big, big thing. Two officials, Robert uh, Kaplan from the Federal Reserve back. Anyways, two of the Federal Reserve people. So there's the big main Federal Reserve, but then there's also small branches of the Federal Reserve. What they are saying is the suggesting that he did not want to intertwine interest rates so tightly with real life inflation outcomes. So they, they're saying they're dissenters. They're saying we should not do this for three years. We should be able to raise rates a little bit so we can eventually lower them. Just like we always have raise it up and then lower, raise it up and then lower, raise it up and then lower. But so they're dissenting against this, against this which is rather interesting. Now, this gentleman right here, Kashkari, indicated that expects to maintain the current target range until core inflation has reached 2% on a sustained basis. Not if it goes up to like 8%, they want it to come down, obviously, but they want to keep it as low as possible. Now, the Federal Reserve actually lowered rates to near zero. It says right here, the Federal Reserve slashed rates to near zero almost six months ago as the pandemic first swept the United States. Now, as I gave you back in January, February, when they actually, the Federal Reserve came out and made it to zero, I was telling you, your interest rates on your mortgage are not going to change yet. They lowered the rates but they're not going to change yet. Wait and be patient. The mortgage rates always catch up with, or, you know, if it's low, it'll go down. If it's up, it's go, it'll go higher. It'll always follow the way the Federal Reserve goes. Even though it's between bank to bank, your mortgage rates will go with the 
Federal Reserve rates. So that's what's going to happen. And that's what did happen. And then you can see historic, like you never see a 2.1% mortgage rate. That's what their people are getting right now. It's super amazing. In fact, one of my, intro, one of my um, investment properties, I got 3.125% on an investment property, which is unheard of. So that is something that we are watching out for as investors. We're making sure that we are not um, getting overblown on anything. We want to make sure we're investing right. So again, get my free course. I want you to get my free course so that you can actually learn how to do that. And it'll be in the description as well. Now you can't miss this. This is super interesting. Officials, federal, you know, the Federal Reserve officials expect that sustained economic support, here's another buzzword, support, will be needed. Support, that means a stimulus from the federal government, where the government gave $1,200 to every citizen, mostly every citizen back, you know, in, in uh, April, May-ish. They're going to need support. Those are buzzwords you're going to listen for. So more economic support. So the government's going to need to give more money to help get or not have a correction or a crash, because that is what is coming. So Mr. Powell noted that while activity had picked up, the recovery in household spending properly reflected, substantial, and timely. So if we did not have that $1,200, it could have been a crash already. That $1,200 everybody got, that was $2.3 trillion. Yeah, if you pump $2.3 trillion into anything, or was it $3 trillion, one of the two, you're going to get a lot of stimulus, <laughs> stimulating. Oh, goodness. Overall activity remains well below its level before the pandemic. We know that because you close everything down. Now, this is super interesting. Cutting the federal funds rate is not the only tool in the Fed's arsenal. Here's what they also can do. The central bank is also buying huge quantities of mortgage-backed securities. Let me show you how this works. So they're buying securities, treasury securities, basically giving money to the government. But here is how they're giving money. It's not like the Federal Reserve. They go out and they work a job, they make money, you know, they earn money from their job and then they save in their bank account and then they go buy these treasury securities. It's not like that. This is why I say this is rather interesting. Imagine your bank account was just an Excel sheet on your computer. You open up your Excel sheet and you see bank account balance is $0. Oh, shoot, I don't have any money. Let me just put a one in there. So I have one zero. So I have $10. Well, that's not enough. Let me just boop, put a zero. Then you have $100 automatically out of thin air. Then you think, you know what? $100 is nice. Let me put another zero. Boom, another zero. $1,000. Man, I'm getting wealthy. This is great. What if I put another zero? Boop. Then you got $10,000. Never another one. Boop. Over and over again until you have a trillion dollars. That's literally what you, you just hit save and then boom, your bank account is $1 trillion. That's literally, literally. I mean, I'm not kidding you. You're probably gonna say, no, Dustin, that's just stupid and crazy. Seriously, this is literally what they do. It, it's so bad that they can just print money and then spend it. That's how they make more and more money. Banks, uh, they make money off of us. So let's move on. But they're buying treasury securities, printing money, printing money, putting boop, another zero, and then stimulating the economy. So the primary goal of this purchase have been stabilized markets, but bond buying can help stimulate the economy and pushing down longer term interest rates. And the primary goal of those purchase has been to stabilize the markets. This is what they're trying to do. They want to stabilize the market, quote unquote, what they think stabilizing the market actually is. And so they're trying to make the economy better. But now this is where you really, really gets interesting. There are various ways and margins that we can adjust our 
tools, our tools going forward to continue monitor developments. Even though they just told you for three years, we're gonna keep it absolutely low, ridiculously low. My sense, this is the Federal Reserve guy, my sense is that more fiscal support, remember the word support, key buzzword support, government giving out money, borrowing from our children, our great-grandchildren to give to us now, to spend now, is likely to be needed. So if they're to get rid of a crash, hear that, to get rid of a crash, you need the government needs to give you more money because there's gonna be a crash coming. Millions of people remain out of work, obviously we completely understand that's really bad. It's right now 7.6%, it went up to like 20% in the middle of pandemic. Now it's 7.6, they wanna get down lower, which is, I completely agree, it's good. Now let's go all the way down the bottom. I wanna show you something right here. If we do lift off, we will keep policy accommodative until we have a moderate overshoot. Overshoot! So even if they get to 8%, they're saying moderate, but we know how government is. Moderate could be 8% inflation. So that means your dollar is worth eight times less, or not, that's not the way we say it. It's worth less. I can't, I'm not a mathematician, so it's definitely worth less. So if they have an inflation of 8%, you are definitely gonna have a lot less money to spend, or you're the same amount of money, but you could buy less with it. Inflation in the United States has slipped lower over recent decades, along with sustainable growth in interest rates. So they're really trying to do this to make sure that it doesn't really change. But here's what is super interesting. Similar trends have played out in Europe, and especially in Japan, where inflation has slipped stubbornly lower despite aggressive central bank interventions. So this is one of the key sentences you gotta read here. So I'll read it one more time. Similar trends have played out in Europe and especially in Japan, if you don't know anything about Japan, Japan's been in just bad, bad dire straits for a very, like 20 years or 30 years. It's been a very, very long time. Similar trends have been played out in Europe and especially in Japan where inflation has slipped stubbornly lower despite, despite aggressive central bank interventions. They keep changing words on you. Central bank, the Federal Reserve. I guess Japan has its own central bank. Europe has its own central bank. So even though they've been doing all these crazy stuff over there, it still didn't work. And yet we're trying it here. Like, let's just, eh, we, it'll, it'll work. Let's just keep doing it. Now, nudging price gains slightly higher would buy Fed officials more room to stimulate the economy since rates in, incorporate inflation. This is really, really interesting. One of the last things that you, that you really, since you held on this far, you really got to grab this. A little inflation also thought to grease the wheels of the economy, giving employers room to pass along price increases and raise wages. They are looking to increase prices. Increase wages is good, but when you artificially do it by the government or federal government with through the Federal Reserve doing this, it's actually pretty bad. And this is what I'm looking at. To the extent that inflation gets lower and lower and lower, interest rates get lower and lower and lower. This isn't some idle economic theory. This is key. This is what's happening all, I'll highlight just that, all over the world. If you look at many large jurisdictions around the world, you're seeing that phenomenon. It's happening everywhere. This is key. Remember back in 2000, 2001 with the dot-com crash, dot-com boom? Well, that was mainly just in America. It did ripple across the United States. And then the housing boom or the, the, the explosion, the recession and back in 2009, that was locally, like in America, it did ripple out to the rest of the world. But what we're seeing now with what's going on right now, this is literally worldwide. Now, 
back in 2000 and 2009, with those two crashes, that was local or nationwide, just America. Imagine what this next crash will be like if and when it does happen and be worldwide economic crash. Oh my goodness, this could be really, really bad. And when I say this could be really, really bad, a worldwide economic crash is very bad if that's what's gonna happen. Now you guys are awesome. I really appreciate you guys being here. And remember that in the next episodes or the next uh, shows that I release, the next coming weeks, I'm gonna be walking you through how to actually get ready now for investing in the future and then how to invest now during and after all this crash that's gonna be happening. So make sure you're getting to the next episodes and listen to all my investor coaching as well. You guys are awesome. I'll see you guys the next time. See ya.